I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. And free agency is coming, coming, and coming, coming, and coming, coming, and coming, coming, and mm-hmm. What you got for mm-hmm. Mavs Harris? Man, I'm, I feel like I'm... <laughs> am I old if I say I'm overwhelmed with free agency stuff at this point? Like, I'm kind of just exhausted by it. I'm like, I'm ready for it. Like, can it just be here already? Every day has a, a personality of its own and new arguments and new conversations and new what ifs and new combinations of players. It's fun. And I we I've, I always say, I'm like, I can't wait for this time of the year. It's just, uh, <clears throat> I'm just ready for it to be done. I'm ready to see who we get. You're an old curmudgeon, Isaac Harris. This is the best time of the year. I love this. I love all the stuff. I love all the rumors. Today, I hosted the Locked On NBA show with Let's go. Sam Amick, which was awesome. And I really liked talking to Sam. He actually has real sources around the league, and he's been doing this a really long time. He's like the vice president of the, the Pro Basketball Writers Association. I didn't know that. That's yeah. Cool. And so we talked about the, the New York Daily News thing with New York. We talked all about the Houston Rockets with uh, his piece that came out for The Athletic. He had a lot of reporting on that. We talked about Kawhi and some of the things with Kawhi. Man, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. So go check that out, Locked On NBA. Go listen to that. This is the one time you're allowed to uh, interact with Locked On NBA. This is not like the Himalaya situation where we didn't want you to follow them. You can actually go and listen to this and not feel bad about it. Sam Amick, he's part of uh, Amick. He's part of our our network, Locked On Network. Him and what Ben Golliver too. Yep, they 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 co-host a show once a week separately, but the, yeah, they. Host a show once a week on the Lockdown NBA. It's a great feed. Lots of different hosts. I go in there. Every, I pop in every once in a while. Host a show. So it's been great. So go check that out. That's also daily if you're looking for more general NBA. We try to hit general NBA stuff too, but there's some other options for you. On the podcast today, man, we are getting to uh, some random stuff. <laughs> Just some random stuff around the league today. There is rumors about Kawhi, Durant taking meetings. There is rumors about DeMarcus Cousins Ooh. going to the Knicks, and I, we will definitely talk about that. There is uh, sources saying that Maxi and Dorian have been extended their qualifying offers, so we'll discuss their future maybe a little bit. The um, the young guys on the Summer League team, Josh Reeves, Daryl Macon, and Costa Centennial Kubo, will all play for the Summer League for the Mavericks, which has me excited. And, uh, and Brad Townsend, per a league source, Let's friend start, of the pod, Brad Townsend. Friend of the pod. Started. So let's start with this. Current Kemba Walker destination likelihood order per league source. Number one, Boston. Not the Celtics, mm. just the city. Number two, Charlotte. Number three, Dallas, with parentheses after it, definitely in the mix with Lakers. So I don't know if this is a... Boo. Is this going to be like a... Tampa Bay Rays Expo situation where you get 41 games of Kemba and the Lakers get 41 games of Kemba. Hmm. 
<laughs> so the Lakers will share two things. They will share me and they will share Kemba Walker with the Mavericks. <laughs> and then after that, he said somewhere down the line, New York. Does this worry you at all, Isaac Harris? Um, worry me, worry me in a sense that we might not get Kimba Walker in free agency. I don't, I mean, I think if you're in that uh, boat that you want Kimba here, I think you've always been worried and that you're still worried <laughs> that that might not happen. I'm still in the camp that think he thinks he goes back to Charlotte. Uh, I, I just think that they do that fifth year and all that stuff, but the Boston thing has been super, um, it did get once the the Al Horford thing happened. They could get close to that thirty or get thirty in cap. You wondered well, who in the crap are they going to go get? And when the Kimball Walker name came out, it just made complete sense. The debate that I've seen in Mavs Twitter uh, some today, or really not even a debate, because I've seen Mavs fans just get oh, there's no, there's no way you can say this. What's the better fit for Kimba, Boston or Dallas? In which young core? Uh, or which supporting cast would be better for Kemba. And I'm not trying to be the Debbie Downer on it, but I, I really do think Boston's the best roster fit for Kemba in this situation. How dare you? I'm just saying, if you're Kemba, what, if you take names out of it, you would, you would love to go into a role that would be somewhat similar to what you've been playing, that you're, you're the focus of the offense, you're the primary ball handler, and then two, the guys around you are can help make up for your lack of defense or your lack of size and everything. Okay, Jalen Brown helps do that. You know, like if you're talking about defense, Jalen Brown compared to like a Luka helps the defensive side with Kemba. And Kemba, him coming to Dallas, which would be fine. Like I think the fit would be fine. But no matter how you want to slice the pie, he's still going to be sharing the ball duties with Luka and this like two ball handler, two point guard type of things. So I think that there is a clear role that Boston pitches to him and says, look what Kyrie Irving, look at the role that Kyrie played. That's what we want you to be. Yeah. And and Isaiah Thomas. And I think that's more, I honestly think that would be more appealing to him. And it's in the freaking East. I mean, come on. It's the Eastern conference. Uh, The Western conference is a bloodbath. So I, I don't, it's not a knock against Luca and Porzingis and the Mavericks to sit here and say that Boston would probably be a better fit for him. Blasphemy. How dare you? Luka Doncic is the best player that's ever played in the NBA. He's the best some, player to ever pick up a basketball. Some people are like super salty at me right now, but I'm just, I, that's just my opinion. I mean, you obviously disagree, but. Yeah, there's lots of different ways. I mean, Kirk and I talked about this yesterday with Boston and Dallas. There's different things that you can, um, there's different arguments you can make saying that, oh, this is the way they, they look at the way they treated players and then, um, you know, I, does, does Kemba want to go to that I, kind I of a situation? I push back on that some. Does Kemba want just just? There's it's a small thing, but do, does Kemba want to go to a situation like that? Does he you know does he trust that organization? Who knows? I don't know what Kemba thinks about Boston. As far as just the straight players and the situation, coach a wash maybe. Uh, players you got unproven players in Dallas. You have guys that actually went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, and then they are in the East. <laughs> that that has to be a huge thing. If he wants to just make the playoffs, if he says that I want to make the playoffs, Boston has a better chance than Dallas just because of geography. For sure, 100%. I mean, you go, I mean, we've went through the conferences right now in the West. Is I mean, it's insane. And you look at the East, and let's say Kemba goes and fills in that Kyrie role. And, I mean, yeah, even if Horford leaves, I mean, you're talking about 
Tatum and Hayward and Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. And there's going to be so many centers out there in the market that's going to come for like super cheap. And let's just say they get a Robin Lopez or somebody and they do their bullpen approach at, at the center spot. I mean, that there's still going to be a heck of a playoff team with that lineup right there. So it's, um, yeah, I don't know what will happen with Kimbo or what he will prioritize or if that fifth year in Charlotte will happen, And uh, which I'm still in the camp that if I'm Charlotte, you got to pay him. Like I, I just don't. I think the moment that you say Kimball walk, Ooh. you're signing. You're signing up for a. You're signing a I death mean, note. You are, and I mean, if you look at some some of these contracts, the bad you know cap you know bad contracts they have on the roster, I think you have to sign him right now, and do whatever you can to get under the tax this year. Whether you have to dump somebody, or whatever, and then a lot of these expiring contracts come off the books. You can, you have expirings to try to swing for something else. You have expirings that'll come off the book, and then you can play around with the roster next summer. So I, yeah, I'm not, I can't, I just, yeah. Charlotte would literally be the worst team in the league for the next, what, three or four years. If, if Kimba walks for nothing, they'd go back to the Bobcats. Really? You would probably have to change their jerseys, change the name of the team, change all of the media and the promotional stuff just to say Bobcats again. I mean, just put them in Seattle without Kemba. It's next year on the roster. Guaranteed Nick Batum at 25. Biombo at 17, Marvin Williams at 15, Cody Zeller at 14, Michael Kidd Gilchrist at 13, <laughs> Malik Monk, PJ Washington, Miles Bridges. That's their like young core. Billy Hernan, go Mavs. Dwayne Bacon are non guaranteed. And then Devontae Graham is making 1.4. Like that's their team. I mean, man, that <laughs> is that worse than the Knicks? Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Heck yeah, it is. <laughs> I think and I guess I think Nick Batum and Marvin sure. Williams and Cody Zeller, that's better than. They're better players than what the Knicks currently have. Yeah, but I mean, they're they're all they'll all be off the books next year. So I mean, right now, expiring contracts: Biombo, Marvin Williams, Cody Zeller. Oh, we're not Zeller; he's under contract. But Michael K. Gokas, like they can. There's moves that they can make this season, especially if they want to attach Monk or Bridges to one of those, or PJ Washington or something like that. But anyway, that's. Especially being in the East, I don't think they can let let him walk. I think it's a mistake if they let him walk. And I think, if I'm looking at this right, I think if they sign Kemba, even if they sign Kemba to just the five-year max, not the super max, all they'd have to do is renounce Frank Kaminsky to stay under the tax, I think. And maybe sign Jeremy Land to something smaller than 14, which is what his cap hold is. So it's doable for yeah. them to, to stay under the luxury tax. They'll go over the cap, but, man, ugh. Yeah. Yikes. It's, it's rough. So, but but anyway, all that being said, Dallas is the is third in line, apparently. Um, and, hey, sometimes things – this is what I talked about with Sam Amick. Sometimes things change from, you know, month to month. Maybe Kyrie and Durant did, you know, in the, in the hallway at All-Star talk about going to the Knicks. And now maybe it's completely different because so much can change. So much can change in this week, too. Who knows? So. And, oh, 100%. And do we really know what Kemba's thinking? I don't know. This is the league source from Brad Townsend. Who knows how close that league source is to Kemba? Yeah, I mean, what could happen between now and Sunday? I mean, we just don't know. I mean, it's the way everything's looking right now. Kemba, um, Kemba could be Dallas's top target come you know come Sunday Sunday night Sunday evening and saying, hey, we're gonna make our shot with him, make our pitch to him, and 
If not, we're going to move on to our splitting up the money or somebody else. And, but we don't know. I mean, they could, they could, they could have a strong sense of what's going to happen come Friday or Saturday. You know, it, it could be Saturday and we could have a new report out saying, man, Boston and, and Kemba Walker, it, it looks like it could be in the, it could be like Kyrie and Brooklyn come Saturday night. And a lot of Mavs fans are just going to be crying about it. Um, but <laughs> I'm still in the same spot that I've been in. I haven't swayed either way on the Kemba thing. If Dallas lands Kemba, great. We, I think it'll be fine. Uh, there's some questions with fit, I think, in my opinion, but I think it'll be fine. Like we'll, we'll be hyped about it, whatever. If they don't and they split up their money elsewhere, that'll be great too. And I, I, there's arguments for both sides of that, and I get both sides. I feel like there's just as many positives as negatives. Maybe more positives. To max out Kemba? Yeah. Um, I'd say it's about even. Yeah, just as many. Yeah. There, there's things on both sides. So that's where we are with the Kemba situation. It's uh, it changes every day, so so we'll see. Literally, let's take another break, and when we come back, let's talk about some of these guys around the league, and then even some of the Mavs guys that they that were mentioned today in the news. All right, Isaac. So via Tim McMahon, he says sources: Mavs have extended qualifying offer to Maxi Kleba, Dorian Finney-Smith. To make them restricted free agents, Dallas views Kleba and Finney-Smith as quality role players who fit well with their Luca, Kristaps, Porzingis core. How are we feeling about Maxi and Dorian? We don't we haven't talked about them a lot. Uh and for me at least, it just it just sounds like they're just gonna be back. But they are restricted free agents, and there's gonna be a lot of teams with money that strike out on a lot of guys. So is there a chance maybe that one of these guys is not on the maps next year? Yeah, I mean we've we've both we've all kind of just penciled them back into the roster next year because of the timeline of all the events, because they're they're solid role players. They fit alongside KP and Luca, and being restricted free agents, you kind of control their future. They have qualifying offers both under two million dollars, which is super cheap. I mean, we were just talking before this podcast of some of these guys, their cap holds, and how crazy some of them are. And you know, these this qualifying offer for Maxi and Dorian adding up to be you know what less than four million dollars. I mean, that's that's ideal. Um, it's kind of playing to uh, Milwaukee's favor too with Malcolm Brogdon's uh, qualifying offer being so small and his cap hold being so small up there, allowing him to use more cap. But anyway, so basically, yeah, they can go out spending, do their other plans, and then come back to Maxi and Dorian and say, hey, we'll re-sign you to go over the cap or after everything happens. You obviously need them both to play ball and you can't expect them to. Like that's the do, you know, if a team comes calling and I, I know Aminu wasn't a restricted free agent at the time, but if a team comes calling like Portland did with uh, Al Farouk Aminu uh, a couple years ago or however long ago it was, and it was quick and it was a bigger deal. And you're like, man, get that money, Aminu. It sucks seeing him like leave, but that's where it could throw everything into a loop. To where if a team comes and hands Dorian or Maxi a bigger deal and on day one and they take it, man, that that throws that puts a timeline on what Dallas can do. And I'm more scared about losing Maxi than I am Dorian. Yeah, I agree. Um, the timeline then becomes as soon as they sign an offer sheet with another team, they have th- the Mavs have three days to match it. So they would have to match it. I don't think at that point, and I could be wrong about this, I don't think at that point they have to sign them. They just have to agree to the deal. 
right? They don't after the yeah. three days they don't have to sign them. They just have to agree so that cap hold can still stay. So it probably won't get in the way of any free agents, but it might, you know, muck up some things just a little bit. So um we expect them to come back. Maxi uh, in in Nate Duncan the, from the Dunktown podcast, they have their mock offseason. Kevin Pelton had the uh, Pelicans, and Kevin Pelton came in and was holding off his money and holding off his money, and he offered Maxi like a three for 21, uh, three years, $21 million deal, and uh, he tried to get him away, tried to, tried to make Dallas like balk at that uh, because he sees him as a really good fit for the Pelicans, which – Dude, I, I, I was totally going – that's so funny because I haven't listened to this pod. I was literally about to say, watch out for New Orleans with Maxi. Uh, because I say watch out for them because they don't, they're kind of playing with house money at this point. Like they don't have to land a big guy because no one, their expectations are, you know, lower to where if they walk out of the summer with not a big name, it's fine. They got Zion, every, and, all the, and they're not going to get meetings with a lot of these guys either. Yeah. But if they do get an Al Horford or something, amazing. Man, it's crazy what you know where, what they could do next year. But the spot that they're in and that they could have like around that twenty eight to thirty million, they're the they're the team that could really piss some other teams yes. off by saying, you know what, we don't care about restricted free agency. We don't care to throw your stuff off on you know at six oh one because we have nobody else we're meeting with or whatever. We want to see what bargains we can get. So this could be looking, the Brogdon team. Who knows? Y- yes, it. If they didn't have Lonzo and Drew, I think it would be more of a like more a obvious. talking. Yeah, more obvious and a talking point for people. But they're David Griffin's looking around the league for the Maxi Kleber type of situations, and like that's the type of things of these guys that are kind of going underneath the radar. And I mean, he's still twenty seven, especially if they believe in the outside shot. He could be a bargain for somebody, a bargain to their, you know, to their cost or compared to what uh, you'd be paying somebody else. So Maxi's definitely who I'm worried the most about. You know, Dallas has talked with both of them and, you know, has reassured them, hey, you know, just wait on us. <laughs> just wait till we, you know, get our, you know, get our ducks in a row and, you know, you'll be fine. But it's going to be hard for some of these guys, you know, these two guys and their agents if, uh, I mean, teams are going to call either way. But if so, a team like New Orleans calls up and says, hey, we'll give you seven, eight, nine, something a year over, you know, over three or four years, that's going to be tough. Yeah. And, and this, we'll, this and we'll could see. be. This could be Maxie's one time to get a big deal, too. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, he is, he's only been in the league, you know, a handful of years, and he is 27 already. So, uh, I think another name, uh, another name, and we talked about on the Brad Townsend uh, pod when he was on the pod on Monday, just to remember, Ryan Brokoff's, you know, guarantee date comes up uh, on the 29th, comes up oh, on yeah. Saturday. Now, fans are going to freak out about this when if it comes out, which I, I fully expect this to happen for it to come out and Dallas doesn't guarantee his next season. And that, you know, and it, so then some people are like, Oh, either one, Oh my gosh, they're just saying bye to broke off or two. Oh my gosh, they have another plan. If they're just letting broke off leave for nothing and they're not bringing him back at the million and a half or whatever, just like Brad said, and it's just a reminder, they could let him go with the, uh, with the dialogue of, Hey, we're going to let you go get that uh, extra million, million and a half to use in free agency, but still, with the idea of bringing you back, you know, after kind of like Dorian and Maxi, bringing you back on a minimum or whatever type of deal uh, after everything 
kind of lines out in free agency. So yeah, I expect that to happen sometime over the next few days and, but we'll see. Yeah. And Brokoff Brokoff seems like a guy that a lot of teams would, would need, right? Like you can, you can play in, in one of those playoff series. Oh yeah. I mean, I, that that's another thing you'd be taking a risk on, but I, I think ideally they would want him in summer league. You're starting to see, you know, Costas and Macon will be there in summer league and Roby and Josh Reeves. Uh, they're they're going to get their international guys. That's a squad that, right there, by the way. It's going to be, yeah, low key kind of fun, you know, watching and see what, you know, Brunson and them, are not, they're not going to play. Uh, Justin Jackson, Dorian, that none of them are going to play, but what, um, Ronzoni and them in the front office, their international ties. This is where they always uh, kind of uh, keep their end of the bargain. If you want to say this is where they do their favors and they ding, bring these international ding, guys ding, ding, <laughs> ding, over. Ding, I mean, ding. You saw like Mitch Creek last year. People yeah. remember uh, Mitch Creek. Like that's one, you know, they have these relationships in, in these and uh, all across the world. And they bring in these guys. We've saw, we've seen a few rumors of some guys, uh, but nothing like official yet of some international guys that uh, could be on the summer league team. But yeah, Maxi, Maxi Dorian and Brokoff. I think Dallas would love to have them back for bench players. Um, maybe a little bit more for Dorian, but um, we'll see if what kind of paydays they could potentially get though. It'll be interesting. All right, let's take another break. And when we come back, let's discuss, let's discuss, Kawhi Durant, the Knicks, and Boogie. All right, Isaac. So Mark Stein reported tonight that the Knicks are planning if they if they do not get any of the big names that they want, and apparently they want big big names. Mark Stein Whoa. said the Knicks are weighing the prospect of extending a considerable one-year offer to Warriors free agent big man DeMarcus Cousins if they miss out on top target Kevin Durant. Oof. This is this is a match made in heaven. <laughs> well, first off, this is not a shot at Stein at all. He's like the best in business. But I love the wording of a lot of reporters right now of the blank team is considering the, you know, Considering the idea of handing money to blank player, like, <laughs> that is, you know, like <laughs> considering thinking about considering actually having necessary discussions for telling the I'm like, that's literally part. happened with every single player <laughs> with every single team. Yeah, that, it's like they 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 uh, took a screenshot of their uh, their whiteboard and just sent it to him like, hey, here's some of the guys that we're talking. <laughs> like, yeah, yes, talking about everybody. Uh, but the boogie thing, yeah, we were texting about it. The Knicks are in such a weird, weird spot because if they don't get K, even if they do get KD, because he's not going to be playing, but they're in this weird spot of they're almost going to be looking at punting next season, and you don't want to be too good because, especially in their situation, because they want to get their you know pick and all that stuff, but. You also have to spend money because you have to reach the floor. I saw, I heard this thing earlier today of um, R.J. Barrett is going to be their highest paid player right now on their on their books, is. which is he insane. Is. And then they have they're paying like Joakim Noah after that for you know this when they stretched his contract. So they have to reach the salary floor, whatever that is, whatever the complete salary cap looks like. 
Uh, whether it's the 109 or 110, whatever it is, like they have to reach a certain percentage of that. And so they're going to have to spend money while not tying up future money while not being very good at the same time. And that's where you get these situations that Mark Stein's talking about saying, I mean, they could go out day one and says DeMarcus Cousin, New York Knicks, one year, $25 million deal. And everybody's going to be like, what the crap? But that's the type. I literally, I joked with Nick. I'm like, if I'm the Knicks, I hand like 20 to, to Boogie. I hand like 20 to JJ Redick and like 15 to Vince Carter. And they, like, you have Redick and Vince. They're solid vets for your young guys. They all play some, but you're not good enough. Like, I mean, that I think that's honestly the route that they could go. Or they take on contracts to get picks. They should definitely do that, but it feels like that road is that train has already kind of left the station with the draft being over. <laughs> um, um I think the happen, Houston. But. Are we going to talk about Houston in a little bit? Sure, yeah. Okay. Well, I think Houston. Like, I feel like Houston's the natural call for them. Like, I feel like na- like if Houston really, really wants Jimmy Butler, <laughs> Daryl Morey well, picks up the phone. Listen. Y'all aren't getting Durant. Y'all aren't getting Kawhi Leonard. Y'all aren't getting Kyrie Irving. Take our crap. <laughs> Daryl Morey looks like Tom Hanks in Castaway right now, and I, I don't know what to think about it. Um, But, like, Houston, if they want to create the space for Jimmy Butler, and even if Philly is not willing to play ball, which they are, uh, apparently, but if they're not, I'd be calling the Knicks saying, hey, we'll give you a first rounder if you take on Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, Clint Capella, whatever. Like if I'm the Knicks, I would gladly take Clint Capella for free. You know, the like if I'm the Knicks, I'm taking those guys from Houston and, and, and rolling with it. But that's the spot that I think the Knicks have to be in. Uh, I was asked today, like somebody at work was like, all right, where's KD going? And I still, I still hold true to it. I still think he's going to be a New York Knick. Be interesting. Do you think he's a net or stays? I just can't imagine him going to the Nets. Okay. It's yeah, like it's think... like LeBron with the Knicks when he was trying to make when he was actually making the decision. Like that just doesn't make any sense. Just the only reason to go there is that I guess with the Nets would be the Kyrie is there, but I don't know. It makes more sense for the Knicks than the Nets for for Durant. I was gonna say to, for me, I think it's I think it's New York or or he stays. I think if he wants to be with other like stars and stuff then he just stays in golden state yeah. <laughs> but the reason why he would want to leave with golden state is to have his own team and you're not going to have your own team if you go to brooklyn on top of not having your own team in brooklyn you're going to set out and watch the nets with kyrie irving probably make the playoffs and who knows win around i mean and then it's like okay well this team's good without you well he's gonna <laughs> sit and watch anybody next year so for sure but that's why i still think it's a Knicks thing and he would still be his own team. It's in New York, all that stuff. He celebrated, and he's still not going to play. The Nets would be his team, though. Would it, though? They'd be just sitting and waiting for him to come back. And as soon as he did, it, that would be his team. Okay. Unless I Kyrie be his becomes team. that, you know, like D'Angelo Russell did this year, where he just takes them all on and they all love him. And, you know, he's like the leader of the team, like somehow becomes. Very different than the Kyrie Irving we just saw in Boston. Like unless he does that, then maybe you're talking about a different situation. But no, that would be that would be his team. He's the best player on the team by far. 
he's the best player, but he's not going to play for so long. So like all their memories this year will be with Kyrie in the in the Nets. All their like if they have playoff success, it'll <laughs> that be might his help highlights. his case. Well, no, I but like the Rants case, <laughs> it could. But like he steps in day one in New York, he is like a god up there. He, it's his team. It, the camera's always on him. They're gonna suck. So I mean, they're gonna be one of the worst teams in the league. So what, like the, he will come back and then they will, you know, take the the next step forward. It will be all about KD. He goes to Brooklyn. It'll be about him. But it's going to be about what's on the floor also and what Kyrie's doing and the crazy stuff that's happening in Barclays and all that stuff. And then it's like he's the, oh, wait for KD. Cool. He's coming back. He's our best player a year and a half from now. So, anyway, I still don't think the next thing happens, but oh, well. James so, Dolan's James Dolan. So, on Lockdown NBA, Sam Amick and I were talking about the Rockets. He has a great piece on The Athletic about it. And there, the talk right now is that – the Rockets want to do a sign and trade with Jimmy Butler. Now you, you might think, like, why would the Rockets want this story to come out? Well, they kind of need to put it in Jimmy Butler's head, <laughs> right? That this could be an option that they are interested in him. Uh, and you know, laugh all you want about the tampering thing. This is a way to do it without, you know, tampering, I guess. And then they also need the Sixers to play ball with them. And Sam Amick reported on, on Locked On NBA that they are willing to, to play ball. They don't want to lose Jimmy Butler for nothing. They want to keep Jimmy Butler above all else. But if they can't and Jimmy Butler does want to go to the Rockets, then they'll you know then they'll maybe do a sign and trade. And so now, who knows? I mean, it's kind of push comes to shove, and Jimmy Butler will get what he wants pretty much. That's what – this is what I don't get. This is what I've seen on, I've seen on Twitter and uh, Bill Simmons and other people are like, why would Philly play ball with Houston? Like, why would they even entertain this? In a, because in a Eric, vacuum, it doesn't make sense, right? Because Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker would make them would help them. Yes, like they, they fit perfectly with Philly's team. So the question then becomes: Would you rather have cap space, or would you rather have Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker? And what are you going to get with cap space that's better than Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker? Guaranteed. That's my thing. Of course. If you can, you know, replace Jimmy Butler with a Kimball Walker or something like that, sure, you would do that. But if you're not going to get any of those top names and you could get Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker and flip Clint Capella, I'm not saying Clint Capella because he obviously is not going to work there behind Embiid. If you could flip him for something else, you would gladly take that. They need shooting around those guys. Eric Gordon gives you that. P.J. Tucker gives you the wing defender who can also hit threes too. Like, it just makes too much sense to me. I, I don't see why Philly wouldn't play ball if you're gonna. If Jimmy literally says, "I want to go to Houston, I'm gonna leave for nothing," I think you could legit have a Chris Paul Clippers 2.0 situation. These guys aren't young like Montrezl Harrell, but how the clip, how the Clippers got Harrell and Lou Williams in some of those yes. pieces, Philly could literally walk away with Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, and you know something else they get for Capella. That worked so well for the Rockets. No, it sucked. Yeah, it did. No, no, I mean, I, it sucked relatively. I mean, they, they've had, you know, they were, whatever. Chris Paul got hurt. Would you rather have Chris and, Paul this past year, or would you rather have Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell and, and, oh, and Patrick sure Beverly, that. too? Yes, he was in that deal, too. Obviously, yes. I think the, I'd rather oh, have the first one. <laughs> the Clippers, yeah. The, the, I think I'd the rather Clippers. have Patrick Beverly in the bench. For sure, I would too. And you know what? Could you turn Clint Capella into? I, I, I could you flip Clint Capella to you know Atlanta for yeah. one of those expirings for Evan Turner or Alan Crabb or something like that? And 
then you're walking away with turning Jimmy Butler into Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, and Evan Turner. I mean, or even if it's a draft pick and what we were talking about, could is there a world in which they could get Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker while still bringing Tobias Harris back? You could, I could hear an argument by saying those three together could be better for Philly instead of just Jimmy and Tobias together. Hmm. Do they still have Ben Simmons? They still have a guy who can't shoot. Yes. Yeah, they still suck. <laughs> I'm just but can Dallas get involved with it? That's a lot, a lot of math, including myself. When I seen yes. that, I'm like, hello, sign me up for this because I would like either of them. Okay, so here's what we understand about the draft pick. They can't trade it. <laughs> Even though it is the new year, I, I believe from reading you know, Larry Coon's writing on the CBA FAQ that they cannot trade a pick, even if it's in that year, if they have traded their 2021 pick. So they can't trade the 2020 pick, even though it is within that year, as soon as free agency comes. They cannot trade that pick until we don't know. But it has it's, it's a theoretical trade until the guy you know signs and they can actually tra- he becomes a tradable asset. I, well, I, yeah, well, I think that I don't want to speak on the what it is. This is also I don't complicated. Wanna, I hate. Yeah, I don't want to speak on the first round pick thing. I just don't think all three of them are going to demand a first round pick. I, I don't. I don't think somebody's going to give a first round pick for PJ Tucker. No, this I'm is sorry. This, like that he's would, good. That would only be a scenario if they wanted to get like multiple. If they were like, hey, we're not going to get Kemba, we're not going to get Horford, we're not going to get any of these guys. Let's sp- let's split our money, but do it on the Rockets guys. It would fit perfect. I mean, Gordon. Tucker, even Capella. I mean, all three of those guys would fit. That that could be your starting five with Luca and Porzingis, yeah. right? Yeah, but if they're like just auctioning off their players, and they're saying, and let's just say they're not going to do the sign and trade with Philly, and they're like, all right, well, we just got to dump these three guys for nothing, basically, and and, and it's basically a trade out for Jimmy Butler, and they're calling around teams. If it costs, you know. <laughs> A couple second round, you know, we just got two more second round picks in that, you know, trade down for Roby. So, if it if you're telling me it would cost a couple second round picks to get PJ Tucker at, you know, what's he making next year? Eight million dollars, or he's making next year PJ Tucker uh, makes eight point eight point three eight point three million dollars next year. He would be awesome on this Mavericks team uh, if you could somehow get Eric Gordon. What's the order? We text about this, but what's the order of preference for you of those three players yeah. that you would want? Yeah, because for me, it's Eric Gordon one, PJ Tucker two, Clint Capella three. I see a lot of people throwing out the Clint Capella thing, and I get it. Like he he would be a, a fit next to Porzingis for sure. And it, but if I have to pick between those three, I'm going to pick wings first when it comes to that. And I think Eric Gordon shooting and playmaking alongside Luca would be great. I like PJ Tucker's fit too. And then Clint Capella three. The other thing is that Eric Gordon is, he's making 14 million and he's expiring this year. Um, pretty much same with PJ Tucker. He has a non-guarantee next year. Clint Capella is on the books for four more years and 14.8, 16, 17, and then 18. I mean, that that's a reasonable deal for, for a guy that brings exactly what the Mavs want in a five. Yeah. So with the with the deal, I think I, I think I agree with you on the wings. If you're just looking at the players for one season, but if you're looking at the deal, I think I want Clint Capella first. Who do you think net? Who do you think costs more to get out of those three? Probably Capella because of the deal. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Right, Eric Gordon's probably the best player. PJ Tucker's yes. probably the, you know, the player that every playoff team wants. Yes. 
He's the perfect playoff player. And then Clint Capella. It's just tough right now because this it's tough right now because this changes some other teams. You know, Cap Six. There's there are there are probably there are teams out there that are saying, Man, we like Eric Gordon or Capella or PJ Tucker and stuff, and they would be great consolation prizes if we miss out on some other free agents. But is Houston gonna be able to wait on that? That's yeah, the question. It's all about timing. If Dallas is sitting there, if we strike out with Kemba or if Beverly goes somewhere else or even on top or whatever, and we're sitting there saying, okay, well, uh, we'll take these guys. <laughs> that Are they going to wait somebody like Dallas out or the Lakers or whoever? You know, you don't think the Lakers would like to get Eric Gordon or, you know, PJ Tucker or something like that? So that would, you know, that, could you get Patrick Beverly? What if you walked out with Patrick Beverly and PJ Tucker this offseason? Yes. Yes, please sign me up. Can I order that? That would be great. Um, also, anyone that tweets me about the trade exception, I'm muting you. <laughs> to in order for them to get, in order for the Mavericks to have cap space, they have to renounce the trade exception. The trade exception is great during the year, but then once it becomes free agency time, the Mavs have all this cap space, then they can't use the trade exception. So no one else tweet about the trade exception. Nick said Nick texted me today and was like, I'm gonna throw my phone if I get another tweet about the trade exception. And I responded with, I'm gonna throw my phone into the Trinity if <laughs> the Trinity I get River. <laughs> the Trinity River. If uh but the trade exception comes in handy whenever you don't really have cap space. Like if it's draft time and you have this massive tra- trade exception, you're like, oh, okay, cool. I can absorb a contract and not really count against my cap right now. <laughs> But that money will count against your cap next year. And, yeah, so you almost got to pick. Do you want the trade exception or do you want cap space uh, this summer? And, yeah. And some people don't understand the value of that. Because how, how many tweets have you gotten over the past four months saying, well, why don't we just – can't we just absorb Bradley Bill into our trade exception? <laughs> like, yes. Hmm. Yes. Theoretically, yes, they could do that. <laughs> but teams aren't teams aren't just like so desperate to get off money from players that are actually good. I mean, we yes. we heard rumblings from OKC about, you know, Steven Adams and I got I think I got that more. Can we just absorb Steven Adams? Yes, technically they they could have. They could have even done that at the trade deadline, you know, with with that. But teams have to have an incentive to trade, <laughs> right? Like it has to be yeah. both sides, so for sure. So the trade exception, yeah, it's kind of like a no show at this point. And some people will be be upset and say, "Oh, it's useless." It's not necessarily an asset that they're not using. They they just have it in a different form. They have the cap space. It's the same yeah. thing. They're just it's it's at a different time during the year. So it's not yes. like they're letting an asset go to waste. They they just they have the the they have more cap space than the trade exception. So for sure. It's getting so better. like that. <laughs> yes. That's where if we didn't have if we didn't have the cap space that that's where it would yes come in handy and all that stuff. But it's crazy. I mean, we're a matter of days from free agency, and I feel like all the pods that are coming out right now, national and national reporters and no everything, clue. it it's this part adds a bit of entertainment to it of the fact. I mean, we watched that uh, like a lot of you did watch that low Zach Lowe and Woj special on ESPN uh, a few nights ago. And they don't know anything. <laughs> literally, literally it was Zach Lowe saying, so what are you hearing about Al Horford right now? What teams could be interested? Well, Al Woj's- Horford is a center and you know that he played in Boston last year and you know that he that's is literally de- yes. he's declining his player options. So, 
does he he's want gonna to have go suitors team, across the league does he want to go to a team that wins games does he want to go to a team that doesn't win games? you know it's like, it's yes walking around it so and it, I don't, it's not a knock on woes at all yeah it's just the information but, that's out there i mean they they sort of are they are you know uh they're attached to whatever news is out there like they just can't report things that aren't there right so if there's yeah. no news then they they have nothing so that and that tv special becomes what it was which is kind of relevant yeah and it's gonna be it's just wild right now the misinformation the non-information just like every free agent free agent period it's gonna be a matter of waiting for the first shoe to drop as far as big names you know, you're going to, it's inevitable. We're going to get deals that are announced at 601 and it's going to be random, you know, random deals like listen, Indiana signs, you know, whoever for 15 million, you know, something like that. But got to wait to see where the big names happen. I think that that will allow some other teams to figure out what they're going to do. And yeah, it's going to be, see how many meetings take place. What does Dallas do? Uh, I know Cuban, you know, told, I think, Townsend uh, recently over the past day or so that, you know, they don't have plans yet and they don't know. I don't don't know about that. Uh, I think they I think they have plans uh, for something. But uh, we'll see the the whole debate of one player to split the split the money up. That's the that's going to continue to be the talk. Is it one player to rule them all, one player to unite them or is it? All for one and one for all. Is it which way is it? Are they doing the the Sauron the one ring to rule them all route, or are they doing the three musketeers route where they go with multiple guys? And if you haven't, go check out our. Uh, I was going to bring this up. Our ten dollar, our ten dollar graphic. We uh we put together. We we literally. How much time do we spend on this? Like forty five minutes. I mean, I say we say we we discuss prices, but Nick pretty much made. I mean, Nick made it all happen, and Nick created it all and stuff. We basically just threw around some prices for some names and and all that. But what I was most when most of the time I see these things on Twitter, people like make fun of them They're and really roast. And we were we were kind of hesitant about it. like, oh, okay, like the idea is you have you have ten dollars and you have to create. Normally, it's create a starting lineup, and it's just a whole bunch of random dudes from one dollars to five dollars. Well, we decided to do complete the starting five for the Mavericks. So you already have Luca and Porzingis, and you have ten dollars, and you have to spend it to fill out the map starting five. Some guys cost $10 because they are going to cost that much. Kemba is a $10 player. He's going to cost the rest of your cap space. So we made him a $10 player. And then there's some players that are $0. Those are guys that the Mavericks already have or that are vet minimum guys that you can sign over the cap. And then there's guys all in between there too. Yeah, so it's super cool. I mean, I literally I showed my wife uh, the graphics. She thought it was super cool, and you had like three hundred replies uh, on uh, just everybody sharing their opinions on how they would uh, form the roster uh, around KP and Luca. And it's fun. It shows you the routes that Dallas can go. It shows you just the possibilities. It's fun as a fan base to debate right now. Everybody has their hot takes and opinions. And I think of- every player except for maybe Harrison Barnes was chosen at least once. <laughs> Even Ricky Rubio, but just one that one time. Also, so some of the people's questions about it, I saw some people questioning like, was Harrison Barnes, you know, at nine? Because he just turned down a $25 million offer know, or one year. So he's going to get paid. Question. I think that's the, the question that was asked the most. Why is Harrison Barnes at nine? 
Because the, he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. And and their tiers, too. So he got put relative in that tier. Brogdon is not going to make 25, probably. But if he makes 20 and Harrison Barnes makes 23, or even if yeah. Brogdon makes 18 and Harrison Barnes makes 23, that's still in the relative range yes. for me to put them in the same group. So It was a money range, not a talent range. So yes. that's people, whatever. But... Yeah, I mean, I've kind of went back and forth on what I would do with it. Yeah, it, it it's kind of difficult to think about it, but I don't know. Where where did you end up landing on it? I think I I ended up going Brogdon with with uh, dang, where did I end up on this? You went Brogdon at nine. Brogdon at nine. A- I think I picked either Reggie Bullock or Ed Davis, and then like Dwight Powell. Okay. You know, like I, th- I think I would want Brogdon. I think he's he was he's been my number one guy besides the the big guy. I didn't put any of the the big names like like the Durants, Kawhi's, because it was just too unrealistic. Yeah. And so, I think I want Brogdon more than all the the, the ten dollar guys. In Brogdon, we have a nine dollar guy. And then you get an extra dollar to spend, so I'm going to do it on Bullock or Davis, or Redick. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Reddick's the only only one that were like he should have been probably more. He could have been a little bit more money on here, but we rolled with I it. I wanted to put him on there, but yeah, I think I would lean um, just to be different than you because you picked Brogdon. I think I would go with Beverly, and there's two routes. I would either go Beverly and then one of the four four dollar centers like Looney or Randall, and then Bullock, or I would go Beverly and Bogdanovich with Dwight starting at center. And you could still get Vince. Oh, yes, that's that's with Vince playing a vital. Some people were mad that I put him as put Vince and Jamal Crawford as zero dollar guys. Or like, why'd you do that to my guy? Well, it's not they're not going to make zero dollars. They're on the minimum, so it doesn't count. <laughs> well, they could be minimum, but you could have a team like New York, uh, who's with <laughs> a young team that has money to spend. They're like, hey, we'll just pay a, a vet to come in and be another coach on the team, basically. That is true. All right, guys, there you go. That is uh this is the Thursday pod, right? So yeah. we'll be back Friday. And guess what? We're gonna be back Saturday and Sunday. Sunday for sure this time because that, oh, yeah. that is a massive day. So we'll be back. Um, Maybe emergency pod. Oh, yes, please. Every, people, I love when people tweet like, should we do an emergency pod on this? And it's like, what was it today? Oh, it was Stanley Johnson. <laughs> it's not gonna get off the hey, qualifying. Offer. I'm still on that island. Oh my gosh. Imagine you start the season with like Dorian, Justin Jackson, Stanley Johnson. A whole bunch of I think Justin Jackson's better than. To do with them. <laughs> I'm still on that island. I have a I have a cot on Stanley Island. We drafted him in the or we did we draft? No, we traded for him in the locked on mock draft in 2017. With that's when we traded down yeah. from nine and got Mitchell and Stanley Johnson. Back when Stanley Johnson was good. Was he ever? <laughs> there you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. He's out. Boom.